The Cappuccino Podcast brought to you in association with Tactical Solutions. For all your tactical solutions, check them out at www.tactical.co.nz. It's that time again, so grab yourself a cup of joe and get ready for the Cappuccino with Constable Brian. My guest today, Andrew Hay, uh, New Zealand under 18, under 20, ice black rep, spotly swarm, uh, 2021-22 MVP, right-handed shooter, defenseman, born Auckland, New Zealand. He's been the longest reigning captain in the NZIHL. Uh, for, he's been with Botany Swarm and lifted the Burgle Cup four times, which for our Canadian listeners is the semi-equivalent to the Stanley Cup, I guess you'd say. That'd be fair, eh, Andy? Um, he's won the gold, silver, bronze at World Championships. Best D-man and most penalised player. Respect. Uh, 18 <laughs> years in the NZIHL since its inception. Uh, and he's played. He's the only person to play over 250 plus games in the league. Six of his seven siblings have played hockey. He's a dad and his uncle. And he's also was the first goal scorer for the Auckland Marco. <laughs> so there you go, all that and then some. All right. yeah. So let's go for a speed round. Uh, so pop quiz hot shot. How many books have you read this year, Andy? None. I've been too busy with um, the young fella and a bit of work and a little bit of hockey. So um, yeah, I do enjoy reading, but haven't managed to. Uh... Sorry, it's a quick round. I got to answer it quickly. So no, the, the answer good. is none. You're a good favorite movie quote. Probably from uh, Dumb and Dumber, uh, where he walks out of the Seven Eleven. He says, "Big gulps up." <laughs> well, see you later. <laughs> the sports person that is the greatest of all time, no argument in your mind, is who? Greatest sportsman, I would probably have to say uh, Lionel Messi. Ooh, there you go. Okay, favourite flavoured ice cream? Salted caramel. Whee. Weirdest or dumbest injury that you've ever suffered? Weirdest or yeah. dumbest? Either or. Either or. Dumb- dumbest... Um, uh, probably a few months ago where I busted my shoulder just racing for a puck and slid into the boards and thought I was done for, for a long, long time. Luckily it wasn't as bad, but uh, yeah, that was pretty dumb. Well, good. Uh, if you had an entrance song, as lots of the NHL players do, what would yours be? Oh, it'd be probably something a bit hip-hoppy. Um, maybe go with the, the Wu-Tang Clan or Nas. <laughs> nice. Um, yep. Given that they're playing in Auckland next week. Looking forward to that. Right. One sport you look at and you just go, no, I'd rather watch paint dry rather than watch that. Probably lawn bowls. Yeah, there you go. Okay, right. So the Hay family name is pretty well known in uh, the hockey community in New Zealand. But where does the love affair with hockey start for the family and how? Because look, let's be honest, um, hockey or ice hockey is a bit of a rarity in New Zealand, to be fair. So where does your family's love affair with it start? We grew up in Linfield, which is sort of uh, west, central west Auckland. Uh, pretty close to the Avondale Ice Rink, funnily enough. Yeah, we yeah. we saw Mighty Ducks when we were kids on the TV, like the vast majority of people that picked it up in this era of the world did. And I had a couple of brothers that actually played before me. Um, I didn't start till I was quite late, 11 or 12 years old. We were right into rollerblading. We had a, um, a roller, um, sort of a skateboard ramp um, down the road. So my brother and I were on the street most nights playing playing against each other one-on-one and kind of really went from there and uh, signed up for, for ice hockey at Avondale and, yeah, fell in love with it. 
What was the reaction of your mates at school? Because, I mean, look, let's be honest, um, I used to play uh, Gaelic football, Irish football for New Zealand, and I can remember spending half of my uh, sort of teenage years trying to explain it to people and everything else. Was it the same for you? What was what was the, the reactions amongst your mates about ice hockey? Oh, just a lot of surprise. I think that, well, most of them know that there are ice rinks here, but obviously it's a fairly small sport. Yeah. Um, so not, not massively surprised. Um, I was no good at any sort of mainstream sport, even though I really wanted to be. Um, just didn't quite um, have the uh, the skills or the... Um, yeah, the athleticness, but um, yeah, luckily ice hockey came along, and uh, you're really enjoying it. And yeah, people still I catch up with that I haven't seen for a long time are still saying he's, he's still playing, and I, <laughs> yeah, he's still playing, still enjoying it, still fortunate enough to get out there most weeks. So I've got to ask you this question, and it's not even in my list of questions, but do you get the um, oh when you take the pads off and everything else? Gee whiz, if he's lost lots of weight or he's um, a lot skinnier than I thought he was going to be. Uh, oh, mm, yeah, on yeah. the odd occasion. Okay. Uh, What's yeah. the number of times you've said to somebody, oh, yeah, ice hockey or hockey, and either been mistaken for a black stick, or somebody says to you, oh, you guys play ice hockey in New Zealand? Well, it doesn't happen so much uh, in New Zealand. Most people are actually aware of what goes yeah. on in society. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. But we get yeah. A, every time we travel overseas, particularly North America or um, Europe, I mean, they're, they're really surprised that we have hockey down here. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, usually, um, yeah, we do get all the varieties of, oh, you play in the black sticks, you play in the black uh, yeah. ferns, yep. the black, uh, the ice blacks, the black ice, the, yeah, so yep. it's, um, yeah, the ice blacks, yeah. Yeah, trying to find a picture of Andy Hay without the number 13 on is quite difficult. What's the significance of your number? I honestly don't really know I think it might have just been the first number that I was given when I was just playing for a club junior team when I was 10 or 11 years old and um, some people say it's unlucky but um, yeah maybe it was just a bit of a no if it's unlucky for for a lot of them it might be a bit better for me Um, but yeah I can't I can't exactly pinpoint why it's not a massively significant number in my life (laughs) but uh, it might have just come down to a bit of luck when I was when I was younger and do you subconsciously go towards it now, or if somebody says to you, hey, look, I'll give you the number 33? Well, it's, qu- it's quite funny because I um, I played a summer league a few years back, and I was a rookie yeah. for the first time in a while. And, um, yeah, a guy that had been on the team, um, he he, uh, he had the rights to number 13, and I just had to have whatever was left. So I think I wore number 7 or something like uh, that these, that there year. It's halfway there. So at some stage, just about all of the Hay family has had something to do with hockey, right? What do you do to switch off from the game? When you when everything's settled and everything, I know that you're now a, a new dad and you're juggling stuff and everything else. But before that, what did you do to switch off from the game? I just think, well, obviously, hockey's it, you know it's uh, it's not a profession; it's just a part time. Uh, it's almost almost like a hobby for us, but we we take it very seriously. Yeah. Um. So, um, switching off from it probably not as important as you know if it was our day to day job. I actually quite um, sometimes I switch off from work and think about hockey the other way around <laughs> yeah. to uh, I, to get I, through the working day. But yeah. I mean, there's you know obviously life's very busy and you know young family and um, you know career and, and all those sorts of things. So yeah, I mean it's it's certainly not a problem for me to you know just shut off from the from the rink for you know a few days and and then um, come back to the rink refreshed and ready to go. Now your dad uh, Grant was the president of the. Uh, Auckland Ice Hockey Association and the NZIHF for many Gosh, years. You've done your homework. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> what I do, yeah. Right. Did that make it kind of awkward for you as a player when you were either getting into conflict or getting disciplined on the ice or something else like that? Or was it, hell no, I'll just get on with it? Oh, uh, not not 
too difficult. <laughs> uh, a few a few comments over the years on the ice, but um, like my dad always said, um, you know, if anyone ever thought there was any of that, he he would be more than happy for us to get cut. Yeah, yeah. Um, if we if he didn't, you know, if he didn't think we were good enough. So he's been he's been gone um, out of the management scene for quite a while now, and I'm still still around. So hopefully, it had something a little bit more to do with ability than anything else. Yeah. But. Um, no, I was just just um, really happy that he got involved, and he was so passionate. He never played it. He never. No. I, I think he ice skated once when he was about eighteen or nineteen. So he was just purely a supportive dad who got into management, wanted to help out, had a bit of um, time that he can contribute, and decided to, you know, commit many years to it. So um, I mean, you know, you, you've got to um, give him a bit of credit for that. And you know, any yeah. any volunteers in our game, you know, it's most of it. It's voluntary, and um, yeah, it's. So it's a, it's a big effort, and you don't get a lot of uh, reward. But what you do is you, you get a bit of um, satisfaction seeing seeing your kids out there or seeing the team do well. Yeah. When you look back at your career, and I'm going to use the term veteran, right? It's uh, old. I'm yeah, old. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I, I say I say that uh, you look at somebody in the NHL when they're sort of 34, 35, and I know that you were just shy of that, or just a little bit further on. They're referred to as a veteran, right? When you look back in your mind, what's been the career highlight, if you could say? anything oh that's a tough one yeah I know and it's always that thing of oh just one single incident from a career that's lasted like 25 plus years it's like oh if I have to pick one moment or one tournament or um, time it would it's got to be Melbourne uh, 2011 yeah um, so the Ice Blacks we um, went over there with a you know bit of expectation we were certainly hoping to stay up in the division we en- ended up you know getting a couple of wins that um, people didn't think we were going to get and you know we were pretty happy with that coming away with a silver medal in, in division two at that time yeah um when they weren't split up at a and b it was you know that was even harder to achieve and you know I, I think that was probably the pinnacle of my certainly my international career and possibly well we'll see there's still a bit yeah yeah, yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. yeah no yeah. that was that was way up there yeah so after 72 games and a career that spans over 15 years for the ice blacks you pull the pin on your international career right how did you know because lots of people make this mistake how did you know it was time to one call it a day and two were you tempted to hang on for 100 games because <laughs> I mean it's like oh hang on yeah and we've all seen it you know people who um just stay on just that little bit too long and it's it's not embarrassing but you know you sort of you start to see them not be able to quite get to the park fast enough or they take a hit and get sat on their rear end and it's like man if you'd done that 10 years ago you would have gone through the boards but now that's sort of kind of reverse so how did you know it was time to hang it up from the international game oh, I think it was probably the um the second or third day that I was on my last trip and I was just you know I was training but I was thinking about what's happening at home what's happening with work um that's when I kind of thought maybe my my priorities have changed I don't think it was anything in in particular to do with the you know the the ice hockey side of things I've always enjoyed that and found that I you know have, have been able to keep compete throughout the years and you know it's you know I've been there a long time and I think it was just time to um, do something different and you know spending a month away from the family was probably the hardest thing to do and then obviously with you know when your career gets more you know more important to you and you know taking a month off to to hang out with the lads overseas <laughs> probably becomes less and less um, important so I think um, yeah and I just felt that there were a good young ba- uh, batch of players coming through and um, you know I wanted to support them all the way that I could you know from from the from the stands now so uh, yeah I thought the timing was right didn't know that there was going to be a, a pandemic around the corner which meant that we wouldn't be playing for three years but um, yep. um, yeah no yeah I thought it was the right time and um, yeah happy happy where I'm at
Now, you're the first player to play 250 NZHIL games, right? So before I ask you what do you put your longevity down to, to give you some idea and put that in perspective, do you know how many games of Super Rugby Rectory McCall played? Um, so they play probably 15 or 16 a year, and he played for 10 or 11, maybe 12, maybe Oy. 13 or 14 years. So he may, he might be like somewhere between 150 or 200. Not bad, 145. Oh, yeah. Right, so you've done like... Oh, he had a few, he had a few concussions. And, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So what do you put your longevity down to, though? Because, I mean, that's a heck of a lot of time. If it was a really easy feat to do, let's be honest, there'd be like, there'd be like a, a, an elite's club in the NZIHL, but there's only, at the moment, there's only one AA. Um, so what do you put it down to? Luck? Probably a lot of things, like, you know, a bit of luck. You know, the league started when I was um, 18 or 19, so mm-hmm. just being there from a relatively young age. Um, just being fortunate with um, flexibility in my career and support from whoever my employers were at the time yep. um, throughout it, To you know, in terms of going away on weekends and, you know, leaving early for trainings during school holidays or whatever it may be. But ultimately, it's probably just I really, really enjoy it. Yep. It's good fun. You know, the hockey's part of it. Hanging out with the, the team is, is a big, big part of it. So I think just having a love for the game and... Like you say, taking those breaks to get away and just not... I, I never travelled overseas and played, you know, a 40-game season or anything like that. Yep. And sort of maybe you might lose a bit of passion or for it. I never had that. So, um, yeah, I've always been rearing to go for the National League season. And it's, you know, like I say, it's I, I just enjoy every every um, every season, every game. And coming to the point that I am now, it's, you know, you just you try to enjoy it even more because you're not sure how many more you got in you. Yeah. Now, that is definitely something that you see from the stands is that you quite clearly having... I know there's a serious side as well, but you are quite clearly having fun with your bouncing pucks off yours truly's head behind the glass at the goals at the Marco game. Or that, was a, that was an accident. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant, yeah, to, yeah. I meant to get the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but, you know, there's definitely uh, uh, an aspect of fun to it. Do you put it down to just the fact that, like you've said, you know, it's passion, it's part-time, it's something you've done since you're 18. There's not many people in the world, though, who have started something at the ripe old age of 12 and are now where you are and are still as passionate about it, what do you put it down to? Is it just the fact that you can, um, I'm not going to say it's a hobby, because I don't, well, you might say it is, but I don't think it is, but it's just, do you think it's just the fact that you've, you genuinely just love the game? Yeah, I think so, and it's not just, I mean, myself, like I've always tried to help the game as much as I can. When I was younger, I used to do a lot of coaching, yep. and, uh, you know, coaching club junior, um, under-16 national team yep. for a few years there as well, and, and then I just basically couldn't do both but um, that's something I'm keen to get back into yeah. um, so I'm always keen to develop and help players as much as I can it's not just about me going out there and you know hopefully the guys that I play with would attest to that that you know I'm always trying to trying to help those around me sort of um, you know just with my sort of coaching eye I think in terms of helping their development and just being involved with Auckland Marco the last uh, couple of seasons is, is probably a, a bit of a um, new spring and in the step in terms of a different uh, a different team, a different environment, different objective. Yeah. Um, all about development, all about working hard and having fun. So, um, yeah, that's probably what's what's um, kept me going and, and just make sure I get most enjoyment out of it is seeing others yep. um, move up the ranks and all the kids that I coached when <laughs> when I was, you know, early, tw- mid-20s and now I'm competing against them in the National League talking smack. <clears throat> it's it's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah welcome welcome it. to my policing career. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So superstitions or routines before a game. I saw an interview where you said that you, um, after you finish a game, you like to sort of sit there and have a wee <laughs> think and everything else. See, I have done my own week, eh? yeah. yeah. Uh, about the game and everything else afterwards. 
Um, do you have any superstitions or routines that you go through or not? Um, or things that you don't judge as a superstition, but everybody else would look at them and go, that's a superstition, Andy. Nothing massively. Yep. Um, just making sure I have, uh, yeah, if, if it's a late game, I have to have a nap. Even though I never ever fall asleep, I still have to have a nap. Mm-hmm. Making sure I eat, I think it's four hours exactly before puck drop. There you um, go, yeah. Making sure I sit in the stall after the game for at least half an hour. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. Yeah. I still get grief for it from all the team. Um, yeah. Even like we were last out of the learn to play change room yesterday with my, my five-year-old. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think, it, yeah, it's chip off the old block. The son was mucking around. I was quite keen to get out of there, but he just wanted to, to, to muck around. So, yeah, nothing. Ma- I, I, I play with players that have much bigger superstitions than me. Um, yep. Yeah, so um, nothing, nothing too massive. Well, next time somebody gives you grief about sitting in the stall, you better tell them this firsthand. I know this for sure. Austin Matthews always has to be the last off when they're doing the warm up. Oh, last. I'm not. No, I'm not one of those. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I could name some names about guys who like to, to yeah. stick around the last minute of the warm up, make sure everybody's watching them shoot the puck. Right. As you get older, your body and your fitness changes. Right. What's been the biggest change in your fitness since you started playing as a team? Now, I'm guessing back in the day, you know, turn up or oh, Hey mum, hey dad, we've only got like five minutes before the game starts type stuff. How much has your fitness changed in that sort of 25 plus years? Honestly, when we were kids, we didn't do a whole lot of fitness work. I yep. mean, we were on the ice. We weren't on the ice anywhere near as much as these kids are, but we did play a lot of other sports. Yep. Um, I think a lot of the kids these days that are coming up are just playing ice hockey and they're on the ice five, six times a week. Yep. Um, and plus all their supplementary fitness. So um, I think the kids these days in general are a lot fitter. They're doing a lot more structured stuff. Um, like I said, we just did some general, you know, general fitness work. There wasn't anything too specific. Um, when you move into sort of rep teams and national teams, we start, started getting fitness programs. I remember our first Iceplex one was just a heavy lifting program and everyone was talking about gains and how much they <laughs> could bench press and squat and all that yeah, sort yeah, of yep. stuff. It was a bit, I think we called um, 2008, that was called the bench press tour. Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, it kind of evolved and changed over the years as the game got a lot quicker. Um, so you have to focus on, on, on that a, a lot more. And yeah, now it's, you know, getting a bit older, you just got to make sure that the body's right and you're, you're dealing with niggles and you're doing the doing the work to make sure that you can perform on the ice and I mean it's probably moved a lot more from heavy stuff to yeah. put more agility and flexibility and speed work and, and those kinds of things now um, I, know, I know Dr. Val's very keen on yoga right, which I, I get because I'm I'm about 20 years older than you are so yeah I'm definitely <laughs> into that but do you find that you have to do like after you finish playing a game you've got to do a stretching routine or do you just good to go oh, I think the last couple of years of I've focused on um, stretching and flexibility a lot more. Yep. Um, just with lockdown and being at home and doing your own workouts and stuff like that, and just getting older. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I love a good stretch. Yeah. It's great. I've got a nice little routine lockdown and it's worked quite well so far. Um, so yeah, no nah, big. Not not not. Uh, I mean, some of the stretches are probably yoga esque, but yeah. Um, yeah. Let's not call it yoga for the sake of you. <laughs> I did one yoga session, I remember, and uh, yeah, no, I wasn't very 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 good at it, but that's okay. All right, now excuse the pun, but back in your heyday, were you ever tempted to go overseas and give it a crack? No, not really. I wasn't when I was growing up. I wasn't ever really that. I was an okay player, but I was yep. never a top player or a standout player. Um, and that continues to this day. So I never really had any pressure from anyone else to sort of do it. Um, you know, I had a couple of brothers that did it because they were, um, yep. you know, right up there. 
But also, we were traveling a lot every year. I'd go away for a month with, you know, um, under-18s, under-20s, Ice Blacks, or whoever it was. So I kind of felt that was my little getaway each each year in terms of travel. Um, and, yeah, so not, not, not massively. I Yeah, I, I'm probably glad I did actu- or didn't actually, because I might have, you know, lost a little bit of passion yep. being, you know, exposed to a, an environment for such a long period of time. But, yeah, short answer, I wasn't really massively good enough to think I could go away but no it wasn't something that I had a massive over overarching um, will to do yeah yeah okay so what does the 2023 NZ IHL season look like for you well hopefully um, a win know, against the Admirals on Saturday would be a good start yep. yeah, yeah yeah it would be yep. yeah so um, yeah looking forward to being involved in the Marco again this season yeah great to see that they'll um, they've got a full um, schedule in terms of playing all the teams yeah um, compared to last year where it was only the Auckland teams with you know hangovers from um, COVID um, restrictions and whatnot so yep. yeah looking forward I'm not sure what whether I'll be involved the whole season or not but happy to be a part of it this weekend and, and helping out the team and then um, you know nursing some bruises and suiting up for the swarm the next day against the market. <laughs> yeah. That'll be, um, yeah, I mean, we've done that for a couple of years now, so oh, it's good fun. Yeah. Now, at some stage, after all the appearances for the swarm, you get the call-up for the Auckland Marco as a sort of foundation sort slash mentor player, right? Now, when I was trying to explain this to people overseas, they're like, what? So when the concept of the Marco was explained to you, that you, you can win the game, but you can't win, you can't get any points, uh, you can't make the playoffs, what were your thoughts as a player, like before you kind of got the bigger picture and went, oh, okay, cool, this is going to develop our under-23 players and you know some of those players that are on the bench will actually get to have a game. Were you like, what? You, you what? Uh, this is going to work, but I don't know how the public's going to take it up or that type of stuff or not? Oh, not really, because I, I know a, a big issue that um, the game has had over the last wee while is retaining those players out of school and you know moving into working and... Um, joining the workforce and moving out of home and all those sorts of things. So I thought it was a, a great concept. Um, you know, some of the younger kids were struggling getting ice time in their respective National League teams. So, um, I mean, that's fundamentally the concept is, is to develop the junior players. And I'm, I'm a massive um, fan of that. So I, obviously bringing players in and out, you can't consider yourself a fully-fledged NZIHL team, hence no. why you can't um, win playoffs, etc. But And where it will move in the next few years, not exactly... Um, sure but excited to see um but no i was i was a um a big fan of it for sure uh has it surprised you the uptake from the public for the marco because i mean yeah i think so i mean uh, you know obviously um you know the the following online in terms of social media and the amount of merch that you see walking around um the rink i think it's great I, i think um you know it's almost everyone's in auckland's second team yeah um, yeah there's there's been a bit of a you know tribal um culture with admirals and swarm you you're one or the other obviously <laughs> and um yeah i think it's just another option and obviously the the the, the games you know players are cha- interchanging between marco swarm yep. um admirals and you know i think it's it's everybody's second team and i think it's your first team Correct, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's my, so no, it's been great. It's my only team to Absolute. be fair. Oh. Right, yeah. Great. That's the way it is, right? So uh, so is it weird though, like this weekend for instance, right, you're playing against the Admirals for the Marco and then next day you're playing for the Swarm against the Marco. Um, I mean, you've probably played, like you and I, we've both done, we've both played for dozens of different sports teams, but is it a bit weird sort of 
oh, hang on, which change room should I go into? Or hang on. Oh, I'll tell you what, it was weirder last year when I played for the um, Marco against the Swarm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was, say, uh, yeah. that was new. I'd, yeah. I'd never done that ever. So, um, yeah, I got a bit of grief from the guys. And, yeah. Um, yeah, there was a bit of chirping and a yeah. uh, bit, of, bit of contact. But, um, <laughs> no, I think, um, I think everyone has bought, bought into to what they're there for, and it's to develop the junior players. And I think they're doing a great job. Um, you know, we get one game, but there's also national programs in place, yeah. um, which, you know, all the kids come with a, a certain level of skill and um, knowledge around the game. Yeah. And um, so I'm, I'm just glad to be part of that. And, you know, if I'm dressing for them one night and then playing against them the next, I think it's great. I mean, the band is fantastic. Oh, I bet it is. Yeah. You only get bits of it. The cool thing about it for me is you can actually hear kids up in the stands as I'm wandering around. Uh, who will actually say that they, when they get a little bit older, they want to play for the Marco, which is quite impressive. So you once said, over time it's important not to let the highs and lows of hockey impact other areas of your life, right? Don't let you, as a who you, who you are as a hockey player, define who you are in areas of life uh, that really matter. Do you think it's harder or easier for athletes these days compared to when you started? I mean, let's be honest, uh, when you started, and we're going back, we, uh, sort of 20, so we'll be talking... 2000, uh, there wasn't an awful lot of thought put into, and I'm a like an 80s, 90 athlete, so there was even less, um, you know, thought put into uh, athletes' well-being or their mental health or something. You just turned up, played the game, and everything else just didn't matter. Um, do you think that it's actually harder for today's athletes with some of the pressure they're under and um, some of the other sort of outside influences? I mean, like mm. when we started off playing, for instance, I'm betting that you didn't have a social media account and there certainly wasn't some social media manager following you around saying, hey, Andy, can we get a quote on the game? Um, so do you think it's easier or harder? I don't know. I, I guess it would... It kind of really depends. It's probably case by case, but generally um, I think um, anything's harder in, in today's society. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, um, there's quite a lot of pressures and, you know, just, you know, there's not a lot of positive news out there. So whether people are... Um, are using hockey as a bit of an escape from that, so then they try to get a bit more enjoyment, or whether it's the other way around, they they go in and they let those external things sort of affect it. Because at the end of the day, in New Zealand, it's an amateur sport, and um, if you're not enjoying it, yeah. like this is what I, I say to myself, and this is what I try to say to other people as well. I mean, if you're not enjoying it, then you know maybe th- there should be another option for you. Yeah, um, it's got to be fun, um, and I think you know the parents need to understand that as well. You know they shouldn't be placing too much expectations on their children. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a really difficult question to answer, to be honest. Yep. But I would say over the years, with to your point around social media, it certainly hasn't got any easier. No. Um, you know, if you had a bad <laughs> if you had a bad game, um, you know, chances are that the only people that saw it were the people in the ring. Yeah. Now um, you, you make a mistake and you've got. Uh, you know, a few thousand people potentially watching you online on live stream and, and then obviously all the uh, resmataz with the other social media uh, commenting on it. So, yeah, I think I think it is probably harder for the kids coming through. Yeah. Now, many people look at hockey and turn up to games to watch the NZIHL teams expecting the Hanson brothers from Slapshot, Tom Wilson or sort of Milan Lucic to sort of happen, right? <laughs> is it important for the game in New Zealand that we try to keep that part of hockey to a minimum or to attract people, or do you just think it's just a necessary evil? I mean, like, like, let's be honest, we both watch league games where 
people have put big hits on one another and one player sort of tapped the other one on the shoulder and sort of said, yeah, good hit, or that type of stuff. Um, we're not talking putting people through the boards or that type of stuff. And like you say, I mean, it's, it's amateur, it's not professional, and you can't expect a guy to turn up uh, next week if you've pushed him through the boards and broken both of his collarbones and that type of stuff. That's probably a career render. So do you think it's a necessary evil, that sort of aspect of hockey, or do you think uh, for, for local hockey, New Zealand hockey, it should be kind of kept to a minimum. Well, I think we we align ourselves with the international game. The international yep. game has said that fighting doesn't belong. Yeah. Uh, which is contradictory to you know well not contradictory but not in line with um you know for example the National Hockey League where you know fighting is is, is part and parcel of the game albeit they are still trying to I guess reduce um, it as a bit of a marketing ploy. Um, yeah. So. Does fighting have a, a part in our game? Look, you know, it's a physical sport. It is going to happen. Yep. Um, I think what the, the key thing is that, you know, if people are going to do that sort of thing, they understand the consequences. So um, yep. there are consequences for it in, in, in terms of suspensions. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, I guess there's always that argument around, you know, where uh, it sort of polices the game. And I don't know whether we've got that kind of history here to, no. to argue with that. It's usually... Not, not really the case. So, um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's, it, again, it's a tough one because it's, you know, you could argue it's part of the history of the sport, but I think we've made a pretty strong position in terms of we're aligning ourselves with the international game. It's more, we more want to emphasize the speed, um, the skill, the finesse, um, you know, the pretty plays and, and those sorts of things yep. um, rather than the, the, the biff of it and, you know, the way society's gone as well, I, I think... Um, you know, we, sh- we we probably shouldn't be highlighting that part of the game. Now, I've got a theory on people with NHL teams in New Zealand, right, that's either a moment in time. So for me, I support the Flames because uh, as I was playing field hockey, I saw the Stanley Cup first time and the Flames were in the Cup. I saw Mike Vernon playing goal and went, well, hey, that, that guy's that. Uh, or people go to Canada or overseas and they go and see their first NHL team and go, boom, that's that. So the question is... Who's your favourite NHL team and why that team? I don't have one. Um, there you go. Yep. To your point, you know, I was growing up, I'd watch a little bit on TV. we get a little bit of hockey on ESPN. Yep. So when I was younger, the Avalanche was strong uh, for a while there. Um, the Devils were strong for a while there. When I was younger, I used to sort of try to model my play on Scott Stevens. <laughs> there um, you go, yeah. So I was going around, you know, trying to make big hits and those sorts of things. Um, so... To answer your question, I don't have one. I, I'm not. I try not to be a bandwagon. I love. I, there's something about seeing sports sports teams win after not winning for 45, 50 years. Um, it happens every now and then in basketball, yep. baseball. Um, will it happen this year in, in the NHL? I don't know. I think that would it would be really really cool to see. AJ Spiller will lose his breakfast if the Leafs win. That's all I'm going to say about <laughs> it. So, so. so okay, so let's put it another way then. Right? So I'm going to Canada and I say to you, hey, Andy, I'm going to bring you back a jersey. Which team is it going to be? Oh, there you that's go. Kind so, of then making my favourite team probably yeah. like. Probably a Kraken jersey or a Golden Knights, just because they're new and cool. There you go. All and right. they're both doing pretty well this year. Okay, so who's the player in the NHL that you're currently keeping an eye on and why? Probably, um, oh, that's a tough one. Yep. I don't really get a whole lot of time to watch the games, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, 
Um, Come on, you do the sneaky YouTube thing like I do and watch the seven minutes highlights if you know it's a good game and go, oh, yeah, okay, cool, no worries. Yeah, Surely, I do, yep, actually. Yep. I quite like um, Gabriel Velarde from the Kings. Yeah, yep, okay. Um, so he's quite young. Um, well, you won't be seeing much more of him this season, so that's, yeah. Yeah, yep, no. Yeah, oh, well, hey, look. Hey, what would the Andy Hay of today say to the Andy Hay and the under-18 New Zealand team if that kid came to him and said, I want to be in this game for another 20 years, what advice would you give me? Play like every game is your last game. There you go. Yep, okay. And then there's the stellar moment of your career. He says in Merth, right? The Auckland Marco play their first game in the NZIHL against the West Auckland Admirals. And apart from Barbialik's Herculean efforts and goal, some guy wearing the number 13 scores the first goal in Marco franchise history, spins around and then goes fins up motion on his helmet, right? <laughs> Was that moment, what did that moment feel like? Because it's not very often you get to score a goal uh, for a franchise that, who knows, who knows if the Marco are going to be around for another 40 years. If the competition spreads out to another 20 teams, let's hope so. Uh, what's it feel like to score a franchise first goal? And was the fins up uh, motion planned beforehand? Or did you guys have a chat in the changing room and go, the second somebody manages to get one and go fins up, would you? Um Oh, well, any time I score a goal, I'm, you know, um, I'm usually, like, I'm not one to massively celebrate, but yeah. for some reason I felt like that one was, was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, no, it was just, I mean, we were, we were from memory, losing 3-0, and yeah, the game were, only yep. had, a f- had a few minutes to go, so I think it was just getting getting something on the board, yep. and, you know, we still, at that time, had a chance to possibly even tie or win the game, so there's probably that first part, and then I, 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 I think I may have spoken about the Marco celebration <laughs> with the fins up. Um, I thought, um, yeah, I'll try and get it on the camera. So I thought I'd do it from the corner all the way along the boards and stuff like that, thinking yeah. the camera might glance at me and then I don't want them to miss that part of it. <laughs> yeah, so right. the camera literally just follows me from the corner yeah. all along the boards. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, but, um, no, it was just, um, yeah, it was a pretty cool feeling. Um, yeah, um, well, probably wish it was one of the younger guys, but that's okay. Hey, look, that's all right. That is what it is, yep. So part of the reasoning behind the creation of the Auckland Marco was to give under-23 age players an opportunity and an entry point in the NZIHL, right? Like we've spoken about, some of those players were missing out on an opportunity, uh, which clearly has shown big dividends for the game because all you got to do is look at the under-18s results mm. um, and everything else. That What's it like being a mentor player for the Marco? Like you said, because, you know, you play for them on the Saturday. You you don't play for them on the Sunday. That type of stuff. Um, what's it like being a mentor player for the Marco? And and like you said, there's some of those kids that you've probably taught and learned to play, and now you're playing alongside them in the rank. And I bet you they're chirping your ear off. Um, but what's that like? Oh, it's great. I enjoy it. Like yeah. so, I did um, do quite a bit of coaching when I was younger, and I don't um, unfortunately don't have as much time at the moment to do that. So I kind of see that as part of you know what i'm trying to get back into eventually um so yeah no it's great you know a lot lot of new um you know friendships you know you get to know these kids that you're playing against regularly in the national league um you know most of them are coming in they're all they're all really really strong skilled hockey players and confident which is great yeah they're keen to learn they they will listen um they'll take it on board um you got a good coaching staff around you no I, i love it it's great uh what was your first hockey oh my god i'm old moment <sighs> um, I'm old. Yeah, like maybe the kids have been playing some music in the changing rooms or something else like that, or they've said something and you've gone, what What does that mean? Or 
Oh, it was probably that... something to technological, like there was some chat about some something online or something, and I was just like, what? I don't know what you're talking about, yeah. thinking like, you're, you're, and then I looked around and everyone kind of knew what it yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. Yeah, 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 there you that's, go, cool. That's, yep. that's, um, that's, that's probably it. Living the dream. Right, now, as a mentor player, right, and like you said, you've coached a lot of these kids as well, do you let people play their game and then have a few suggestions afterwards? Uh, or are you, will you say stuff to them on the ice, sort of, you know, cover that guy, do this, that type of stuff. In your opinion, what's the best way to pass some of that hay knowledge on to those younger players when you're out and about and actually as a mentor player as opposed to a coach? Because, I mean, people like AJ, you know, coach of the Marcos, he can do that from from the bench. He can say, hey, look, do this. You need to be able to do this and everything else. For you, it's a little bit more complicated because mm. you're actually out on the ice. So how do you how do you do it? Oh, and it's, it's just, you know, we don't have a whole, from the time we get to the rink to the no. time we leave the rink, there's not a whole lot of time. It's no. just a few yep. introductions, a few quiet words. I'll usually be paired up with a, um, a young defence yep. um, defense player and, yep. and so you've got a bit of time on the bench and obviously on the ice is pretty... Um, pretty quick as well so um yeah it's really just hey look you're obviously a good player um it might just be small things here or there a lot of it quite often is just communication yep so those who play with me know i'm just scream like screaming out the whole time really i've never seen that yep the the crowds are so big that you can't can't oh yeah i've I've heard you yeah (laughs) Yeah. um so it's usually honestly it's just you're a good hockey player you've got good you know they're they're more skilled than me they're better skaters than i am so it's just like it's more about sort of understanding the game as as much as they can so it's always going to be you're a good player we're not going to you know obviously change you know what kind of player you are or anything like that um it's more sort of um you know small things here or there um a lot of it's communication positioning yeah. Um, decision making, all those sorts of things. Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah these these kids are good. Now the game is looking strong at the moment. Uh, you got the under eighteen team winning recently. You've got the Ice Ferns winning recently, right? You've been appointed to a steering committee to aid in the growth and development of the NZ IHL as it expands, right? And that committee is made up of management committee members, national coaching program personnel. Um, so obviously with the mark over there, you've got, uh, I'm going to say a pseudo-expansion team. Mm-hmm. Um, so the current state of the game, I guess, looks fairly good. We, I mean, any time you can put another team into a, a uh, national hockey league is a good thing. Um, ultimately, without giving away the master plan for the committee, <laughs> right, mm. if I said in Hayes' world, yep. right, unlimited budget, <laughs> uh, unlimited personnel, what is it? What does it look like? You know, I'll just throw it out there. Are we looking at a 10-team competition with uh, imports coming in all the time? Are we looking at uh, coaches coming down from sort of... I know know that we've been lucky enough to have some of the American coaches come down, but are we looking at ex-NHL players and maybe some Swedes and that type of stuff to do coaching camps? Is that the type of thing you're discussing with that committee? Well, I think, uh, just, I mean, from my personal perspective, I think, obviously... A league that's expanding in terms of the number of of teams is doing the right thing. Um, so bringing the Marco in a, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, I know that you know uh, there are discussions around Wellington and what's happening there, and yep. I think it would be awesome to see uh, a team from that region. They've got a lot of inline hockey talent, and it's you know obviously supplementing that would you know they'd, they'd potentially be a, a strong team in the league. Yeah. Um, and then you could start looking at conferences. You know, do you have a North Island South Island conference? Um, uh, longer term, you know, obviously we need to get ice rinks in these larger centres. Yep. Um, I think that's, you know, should be a big focus for um, for, for um, the future. 
um, working closer with Australia. Yep. Uh, we've we're doing doing good good things at the moment in terms of trans Tasman competition. Um, whether there's any sort of overlap between, uh, I know um, a while ago we we had a uh, it was called Trans Tasman Champions League, I think mm-hmm. it was called, and we had the top two teams from each league play each other, and that was that was great. Um, and obviously we got the regular um, series with Australia now, which is positive as well. Um, number of teams, uh, number of games. I'm not sure. Obviously, more teams, more games would be great. Um, yeah. And I, th- I think um, we just need to to keep trying to, um, you know, as much as we can, perfect the model that we have in terms of um, the product on the ice, uh, the number of spectators, you know, the number of imports. Yeah. Balancing the number of imports with developing local players. I think I think we're in the right direction. So yeah, it's it's all looking positive, and um, yeah, looking forward to getting more involved in that aspect of the game. Now, I completely understand if you can't comment on this at all, so just say no <laughs> comment, right? But I so I'm going to say this as a Marcos fan, right? So if the NZIHL does expand, then surely the Marcos got to be one of the first cabs off the rank to lead that expansion. I mean, they're already there; they've already got the framework and mm-hmm. everything else. But like you say, it would be really good if uh, Wellington uh, could have a team or somebody else could have a team. <clears throat> so do you think that that's a possibility with inside the next, let's say, five to seven years that the the league looks to expand a little bit further than even as it is? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I, I think, I mean, obviously, um, you know, it was a big step in the right direction bringing them in. Um, yep. Obviously, there was a focus on development. I mean, over time, potentially that could change to, okay, how do we um, transition this development team into a fully-fledged competing National League team? Um and it's about developing players. And if yep. you have, um, you keep developing and maintaining your junior players, you're going to have enough quality in Auckland alone to yeah. sustain three teams. Yeah. Uh, so, so they're doing the right things now to set that up um, for the future. So, um, yeah, you're right. I think um, that would be great to see. And then, it, you know, poten- potentially that little conference idea could come into play. Yeah. And uh, there'd definitely be, there has to be something like the Auckland Cup being played for there well the Tamaki Makato Cup being played for there doesn't there the, sw- the Storm Admiral and the Marco but Swarm Swarm yeah yeah hang on yeah. Uh, don't forget who you're playing with on Saturday that's all I'm saying right right so and you knew it was going to come up right but when is it time to hang up the skates and let the gloves dry for Andy Hay right no I don't need to know but do you in your mind have you got a date have you got a uh, a date set do you have an age limit are you taking it game by game? Is it like, look, you know what? If I get on the ice, I mean, I know you and I know one another, so it's be fair to say that if you're playing for the Swarm, you're going to go the full season. Uh, that is that is what it is. You hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, is, are you going to get to a stage where you sort of go, actually, you know what, I haven't got the passion for it anymore? What's the sort of going to be the coin flip moment and you're like, that's me, I'm done, my gloves are hanging up? Um. Probably when um, I can't contribute to the on-ice success. Yep. I think if I just started becoming a passenger on the team, um, that's probably when I'd be honest with myself and say, yeah, I'm probably not, I don't want to sit on the bench and, you know, um, at the at the um, behest of taking, you know, someone else's spot. Yep. Um, so that would probably be it for me. I don't. I don't obviously I don't feel like I'm quite there yet. No. Um but um yeah, no that that would probably be it where I'm just sitting there going, hmm, um, maybe I should, you know I'm not just gonna stop playing and, and 
get rid of it, you know, yeah. we'll certainly stay involved somehow, whether that's in management or admin or coaching or development or something like that. So yeah. that would probably be the trigger moment for me. But as it is, I'm, um, you know, still enjoying it. And, and um, yeah, we've still got things that we want to achieve. So maybe if we achieve those, we'll re-evaluate and see where we get to. But um, no, for now, just enjoying, like you say, taking it a game at a time. What will life look for you like after your playing career? Because, I mean, you say it's only a hobby and, you know, we're only amateurs and everything else. But for Andy Hay, the person, uh, ice hockey and Andy Hay are almost sort of synonymous with one another. You know, it's like mm. me and policing type stuff, right? So are you interested in coaching? Do you think you'll manage? Or will you be doing that old sort of Michael Jordan thing of sitting up in the stand, uh, as he said to his son once, and sitting, he said, what I want to do is sit there with a bucket of popcorn see the latest star in the NBA slam dunk something. He said, have a big pot belly. Turn around to my son and say, you know what, in my day, I could have taken him. Or, uh, or do you think you'll be like more hands-on and getting involved and doing stuff and well, that type of stuff? Well, I've, yeah, I've got a couple of sons now, so I'm hoping that they'll, um, you know, not not pushing them too hard. They've, sh- You know, obviously the four-month-old's not on skates yet. But, yeah, yeah, not um, yet, the, yeah, the, yeah. The five-year-old, he's certainly taken to it and enjoying it and just, you know, you want to go? Yeah, I love it, Dad. I want to get going. It's like yeah. fantastic. I'm not going to push him to to stay on it so probably my first focus will be um obviously spending more time with family um, and then um you know if they want to get into hockey and develop through that then i may just get involved in terms of coaching them or you know maybe coaching um uh coaching uh junior teams or we'll see we'll see it's been a while since i've coached so i need to uh refresh myself but um yeah, coaching, uh, management, administration. I'm not not exactly sure, but yeah. um, I will, you know, um, I will stay involved. I'm not exactly sure what capacity. We'll, we'll see. Time will tell. But um, yeah, I, I enjoy coaching. Um, yeah, I enjoy um, thinking about the game, talking about the game. So um, yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, you see some players and they just walk away from the game, and you know, literally, they walk out of the stalls and that's their last game and they're done. Um, and you see them on the odd occasion come up in the stands and about that's about it. Um, that doesn't interest you at all. You think you've actually got to, like like you say, you're actively involved anyway. If your sons are playing anyway, then uh, you're going to be involved anyway. You, you're, you're that type of person, I think. You're, you're not going to be able to say, no, I can't. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, is it tempting sometimes just to sort of go up into the stands, pull your cap down so nobody knows who you are and sort of go from there? I mean, we're lucky in the fact that, you know, people know one another in the ice hockey community here but it's something that a lot of those pro players overseas can't do they can't sit mm. up in the stands and actually like you said enjoy the game because yeah you know they've got to have a self with somebody or somebody says oh yeah you were crap in your last game yeah is it something you've ever just sort of wished you could do or you just because of the sort of i don't know because it's not that not a huge sport in New Zealand. You can get away doing that anyway. <laughs> That's fine. I, I went to the Ice Packs game, though. I knew who I was. So yeah. I, I, honestly, it's it's not going to be a problem at all. I think. Yeah. Um. I I sat there watched the Ice Packs game um, with my son and wife, and you know we had a great time. Um. So I don't think that's going to be an issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whether um. Yeah. I, I, I'm not not uh, not entirely sure, but. Um, and yeah. when you when you watch the Ice Blacks or when you watch the Swarm and you're not playing because you're injured or something, what type of spectator would you describe yourself as? Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, you're vocal out on the ice and you're fairly passionate out on the ice. Um, 
Are, are you, are you, do you carry that passion on as a spectator, or do you just sort of oh, sit I, I don't there sit there and... screaming at the TV or anything. Yeah. It's usually a bit more internal. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not one of those um, spectators, you know, get up and jump around if we score and then yell if we... You know, I try to keep a little bit of an even keel, and yeah. I probably do the same thing um, when I'm watching, you know, if I'm watching a game that... Um, on TV, it's it's kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah. Keep, keep my thoughts to myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Mark Graham, the Warriors coach, once said to me, here's a tip. He said, because you seem like a little bit like me. I'm like, what's that? He said, take an entire packet of gum, put it in your mouth and chew it. And he said, you won't be able to say anything. He said, you'll just wander around in circles. I was like, <laughs> fair enough. So if you want to follow Andy and uh, all the clubs that he plays for, he only plays for two, let's be honest, the Marco and the Swarm. Uh, it's Botany Swarm on Facebook and Insta. It's the Auckland Marco on Facebook and Insta, uh, the NZIHL site. You can go to the AIHA.org uh, for uh, NZIHL tickets. Just as a sort of last, last question, who's a couple of players that we maybe should be looking out for this season? Or should I rephrase it and say, who's a couple of players that you should be looking out for this season? Uh, that I should be looking yeah. out for? Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, from our perspective, we've got a couple, you know... Um, the Marco's always always got lots of young, um, good, promising guys coming through. Um, so anyone in the Marco, I would be watching out for because um, you know they're they're skilled hockey players. They're quick, they're fast, and um, they're the goods. And yep. they'll be the goods for the for the game for the next ten, fifteen years, hopefully. Yep. Um, from Swarm's perspective, um, oh, we've got a couple of new additions to our roster. Um, Jackson Fontaine, who's a uh, Marco alumni, yep, yeah, is, yeah, um, yep, yep. is joining the cause. So yep. I think um, yeah, he'll be he'll be one to look out for. He's an exciting young talent. Yep. Um, oh, any, anyone else from Swarm? I think um, yeah, Luke Simon. Right. Um, again, another Marco uh, alumni, and um, yeah, I think he's um, he's uh, prepping up for a big year. And just so that I can ready for this, because this is just dad joke after dad joke. <laughs> just so I can poke a stick at the sort of. The swarm's nest here. If I said to you, who's going to win the entire thing this year? Oh, hockey will be the winner on the day, Brian. There you go, right. So, <laughs> Andy Hay, completely uncommittal as normal. <laughs> uh, Andy, thanks very much. It's been an awesome uh, chat with you. Um, make sure you get along and watch the games this season. Uh, ice hockey could do with your support in New Zealand. Uh, and make sure that you get along this Saturday to see the Marco play the West Auckland Admirals. Uh, and maybe you might even see uh, Andy Hay go fins up again. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, cheers. Thanks for listening. But please, do Constable Brian and I a favour and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next Coppuccino podcast. Real people, real stories.